0: Today's how to be different tip is offer new special sweetheart deals for existing customers first. Offer special promotions to your existing loyal customers. Stop using sweetheart deals to attract new ones. With every purchase of our internet service, you will receive a free flat screen TV offers. Do nothing but insult the people who have supported you for many years and give them a reason to go elsewhere. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Ian. How are you this morning? morning. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Running right head on into it, new sweetheart deals. Uh, what do you mean by those, Roy? And why do organizations use them as marketing tools? Could you give us some examples?
1: Yeah. So as you pointed out in the intro, I mean, these uh, new special deals are, are, uh, are basically special promotions that uh, organizations use to attract new customers. The deal normally isn't permanent. Uh, it's kind of like offered on a limited time only, but it applies only to new customers. And uh, and if you read the fine print of some of these offers, you will see that you know, you know this is a heck of a good looking deal, but it's available only for uh, for new customers. You mentioned in the intro um, the fact that some offers offer free services, and indeed they do. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of organizations that will offer, offer, for example, in their service business, they'll offer one free month or two free month service if you come right. to them. Others in the financial institution business will offer a package of services that have a certain amount of value to the, uh, to the client. And they'll use those kind of offers as a way to entice uh, the person to join them. And so... Yeah, it's, it's widely used, uh, and, uh, and um, there's no sign of, of them letting up, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, it just seems to be an industry process. Uh, uh, you know, I remember going into our local uh, bank uh, in East Vancouver way back in the day, and that's how I got my first toaster.
1: <laughs> well, look, at from a customer point of view, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good deal if you're a new customer. I mean, it's exactly. a good deal for you. But the point is, from a business perspective, um, yeah, I'm not so sure. I got some issues.
0: Yeah. Or you're leaving all your good customers who have been with you a long time, hanging out in the breeze with nothing nothing to, uh, to entice them. Anyway, so, so what do you feel are the perceived benefits of using special deals?
1: Yeah. So why do organizations do this? Well, it's a bait. You know, it's kind of bait yeah. marketing. Uh, companies actually believe that the better deal provides the necessary bait to attract new customers. Um, plus, in addition to that, it's a way to steal customers away from other suppliers, mm-hmm. and so you you get new customers in, right? That 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 you haven't had before, or it's a win back tool. Okay, in terms of stealing from uh, from other other competitors. The other thing is that I've seen is that. Um, organizations really think this provides sizzle to their brand, you know, provides life to their brand. I mean, if you're out Exciting. there smoking with with new deals that are rocking and so forth, that kind of gives you a bunch of, of sizzle, um, which, uh, you know, we'll talk in a few minutes. You know, I really have a problem with, but it's it's all about they think it's going to work. It's going to get new customers. It'll provide additional revenue streams and it'll give you sizzle.
0: Right, right, and it's the same old, same old, isn't it? Um, do you think offering special deals only to new customers is a good marketing tactic?
1: Yeah, you probably got the sense by now. Um, no, I'm not really a fan of the approach. Uh, first of all, the economics of this kind of a marketing program, in my experience, are, are absolutely false. First of all, to get a, actually a, acquire a new customer with a special deal, okay, these are fickle customers. Right. I mean, they're they're going where the best deal is. And the irony is, I mean, if they go to you for a special deal, why would you think they would stay with you if somebody else gave them a better offer? You know, so they're fickle, right? They just kind of move around and so on and so forth. And therefore, from a business case point of view, I mean, if you're looking at, at the anticipated revenues, they generally will fall short of what you expect because the life that these new customers have with you is far shorter. And what you think in the business case. Now, a lot of marketing people will say, well, you know, we get a new customer, the average life of a customer is two and a half years, and they build that in the business case. That may be for a normal customer, but these aren't normal customers. They're coming to you for a special deal, and so they're highly mobile. The other thing is the costs associated with acquiring this, this kind of a customer are huge. It's called the cost of acquisition and right. so the the cost of actually supplying free services or free goods to entice them over those costs are really really large so you get revenues that are probably not going to meet expectations you got costs that will because they're large and therefore you know i look at the economics of that kind of a business case and go you know what you know it's not it's not compelling enough but there's another reason and you alluded to it a, a little bit earlier and that It completely disregards the existing loyal customers. And from my perspective, it's insulting to them. It's insulting to see a a really attractive deal and then to read in the fine print that it's only available if, if you're not a customer, if you're a potential new customer. It's insulting to those existing customers. And so, that kind of leads me into a cultural issue that an organization has it's a major disadvantage because basically what you're saying to the organization is trying to hack and whack and get new customers is more important than trying to take care of the ones you've got so your loyal base really doesn't matter okay so that that basically shouts out the priority that the organization has which is not to take care of your existing base but it's and create memorable experiences for them. Rather, it's try and go out and, and scratch the earth and hunt up new people that probably aren't going to stay with you very long. And so, you know, that's a leadership issue, in my right. view. And people in the organization got to say, well, what, what do we value here? I mean, I read and you read tons of, of claims about organizations uh, providing uh, memorable customer experiences or they aspire to provide. Well, you can't do that when these same organizations are offering special deals to get new customers. You, you just can't have it, you can't have it both way. The words right. and the music simply don't match, Ian.
0: Right. Right. The other
1: thing is, I just want to say that from a from a purely financial perspective, in my view, it's a misallocation of investment. Just based on what I just said, right. I mean, how on earth could you justify making such an investment? okay, when revenues are, are, are less than expected, costs are greater, you know, there are cult- cultural issues at best. It just doesn't make, from my perspective, any sense. It's the short-term way of thinking. Okay, yeah. like you may, in fact, get an additional 100 clients, right? Um, but it's not sustainable. In a world where we want to sustain things, it's, uh, it's clearly not a sustainable proposition. And lastly, I just want to say, it's a different form of price competition, is basically what it is. Because what right. you're saying really is, I'm going to use giveaways, right, to drive the essential real cost down to the consumer in order to attract them. That's just a, a price competition in disguise, quite frankly. Right. It yeah. sure as heck doesn't fool a lot of people. And if you're in the if you're in the game of creating value, it's not consistent. It's just not consistent from a pricing point of view, okay? It, it says nothing about building relationships. It just says everything about uh, uh, cost, and it basically shows that you're willing um, to get new customers at any cost, and that's not a brand kind of statement, Ian, no. that you want to have out there. It, it's not a long-term sustainable position to have.
0: Right. Right. I mean, it seems like everybody's uh, 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 would be chasing all those companies that practice this would be chasing the tip of the iceberg and it's melting fast and doesn't stick around for a long time.
1: No, that's right. And look at and this is this is Roy personally speaking, because I spent a lot of time uh, in in marketing as a chief marketing officer and trying to convince people that this is a really dumb thing to do. And mm-hmm. I've thought, why is it so attractive for marketing people to go with this kind of style of marketing. And I'll tell you one simple reason, it's easy. It's Mm. easy to do this. It's easy to come up with a gimmick to give stuff away to lure people in. I mean, it does have sizzle, I'll give you that. It has sizzle and it's easy to do. It's a sexy way to market as opposed to what I would call retention marketing, trying to create loyalty programs targeted at the existing base. And, and, and taking care of those existing people, not as sexy as the sizzle stuff, right? And so that's why I think people end up marketing, analysts, product managers, etc. They end up going into the sizzle world because it's sexy. Sizzle is sexy, apparently, but the problem is it's uneconomic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it costs you too much I- money. I like it on steak.
0: That's about it, right? So anyway, give me some mushrooms, Ian. Give me some mushrooms. Oh, I forgot. And and asparagus—is that how you say it? Asparagus. Sorry. Yeah. So listen, how do you think New Deal should be handled uh, if uh, if uh, this tactic has been used to the extent that it's off-putting to many?
1: Well, first of all, you need a different context, okay? Like for me, the context is what do we have to do to retain the existing base. What do we have to do to invest in loyalty? Okay? If, if in fact you have a new deal that's that you want to like spice up your brand with, for heaven's sakes, make it available to your loyal base first. Okay, take a page out of the Grateful Dead. Okay? In a in a world of incredibly intense competition in the music space, they didn't offer free tickets to their concerts, to new people, they went to their existing base. Ian, in a world where social media didn't exist, they went to their existing loyal fans and offered them the the benefit first. So, if you want to do this, at least go and deal with your existing customers, okay? And you might want to be targeting at the high value customers, you know, the ones that give you disproportionately more revenue and so forth. That's fine. Okay, that's fine because you're still making it available. It's just that the buyer is likely to be a higher value one for you. And that makes that makes sense. Okay. Right. The other thing is you want to be proactive. Okay, there's a lot of people that stay away from offering benefits to their existing base because they're afraid that too many people will take them up on it. (laughs) And they and they actually think that it's going to cost them too much money, right? In reprice loss, et cetera, et cetera, and cost of acquisition. And so you can't have it both ways, right? You can't have a special deal that you're offering an, an existing customer base and not be anxious to get that deal to them. So you have to be proactive. I mean, people are not stupid. I mean, they know what you're up to when you have a great deal, but you don't, uh, you don't market it aggressively to them. They, they get it. They, you know It's kind of like a theoretical deal out there, but that right. they don't really want to sell if you're, yeah. if you're targeting it to an existing base. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if on paper, if you want to target it to a new customer, well, that's new revenue. And so we feel good about that. The problem is the costs outweigh the revenues we talked about a little bit earlier. Right. But the other point here, it's I mean, the way it is right now, it's absolutely ridiculous the way an existing customer has to go through the hoops to take advantage of a new deal. And I'll I'll tell you my personal story, right? I'm a subscriber to one of the national newspapers. Every six months, they come up with a new deal that's available only to existing customers. So what do I do? I cancel my subscription and I reapply. And by the way, when I cancel, I tell the service rep why I'm doing it. I said, I want the new deal. You won't give it to me. So cancel. And by the way, stay on the phone because I'm calling you back in five minutes and I'm going to reapply. And she says, oh, I know. She says, you have, no, <laughs> you have no, I just, no, no idea how many people complain about it. And that's what I do. Okay, now, I've since smartened up and I've canceled permanently my subscription because I'm done with getting yeah. jerked around like that. And yeah. uh, I've I've asked to talk to managers, et cetera, and I've told them how stupid it was. I've told them it's a dumb rule. You shouldn't be doing that. And, uh, and nothing happens. So uh, good luck with that. But that's... Yeah. But we do that to people and then still expect them to stay loyal. We treat them like idiots and expect them to stay loyal to this new deal program. It's insulting.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my story is uh, four envelopes in one week from financial institutions signed by the, uh, you know, vice president of marketing and uh, business development, uh, offering, uh, you know, new rates for new accounts. And it comes in saying, "Dear occupant." I mean, you know, it doesn't give me a warm fuzzy feeling. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. You're an occupant. Was, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, but that's because you're not a human being. You see, you're an occupant. Yeah. you're this yeah, third exactly. person, almost like a, you're a pronoun. You are. <laughs> it's only it's a new one. <laughs> it's called.
0: <laughs> yeah, occupant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but you know <laughs> you're, you're sitting there, uh, and I mean that's not that's not a hook that's been baited. I'm not going to bite on that. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah yeah it, it is frustrating though isn't it terribly frustrating terribly exactly. frustrating well i'd like that big screen tv anyway yeah. uh, so roy <laughs> we, we've talked how, how how bad it is we've talked that uh, that organizations should be completely rethinking their strategy here and build some retention so Uh, what is an alternative strategy to use if you want to gain customers? What should they really, really be doing?
1: Yeah, so first of all, you need to think about this as a long-term game. This is not a quick hit. This is not something that's solved with an immediate silver bullet. If you want to build your base, you need to look at this as a long-term strategy. Because in many respects, it's reinventing a culture to take care of who now loves you, as opposed to trying to go get a promiscuous potential customer who will leave you in a heartbeat. So you really, this is a, this is a, a cultural thing. It's a leadership thing. We talked in other podcasts about my strategic game planning process. Yep. You really need to orient the strategic game plan around building your, your existing base, okay? Um, so with that in mind, you need to get your head straight around treating your existing base, your existing customers as advocates. You need strong programs to incent them to advocate for you, okay? And no one else. Um, because advocation leads to a lot of referrals and the economics of referral marketing are huge. Okay, they're hugely profitable because a referral st- uh, uh, sale, Ian, is what we call sticky. Okay, it sticks with you. Okay, it doesn't leave you. It's not fickle, right? If you recommend an organization to me, I'm likely and I and I check them out and that wow, they got value I want. I will probably stay with them. A, if they continue to deliver the value, and B, because you add you are an advocate for them. So that's a huge piece of this. Long-term growth means you must focus on the existing base and create uh, advocates for you. And and look for, for the stickiness that goes with that. The other thing is, I honestly believe that you need to reassess your value proposition, okay? There's a reason why your existing base doesn't grow, okay? And one big piece is your value proposition isn't strong enough, okay? And from that perspective, I suggest you go back and, and take a look at your only statement. And we talked about the only statement before. We are the only yep. ones who, Okay, right. it's important that that only statement be relevant in terms of addressing what people care about and true, I E you do it all the time. Okay, only statements have a shelf life in a world that is imperfect and changes so rapidly. So you need to stay in touch with the only. Okay, and so long-term sustainability in this means that that only statement mean and needs needs to have meaning okay as you go through time and that means you need to take a step back and take a look at it right. make it strong make it relevant okay if you do okay then the people that give you money today will continue to give you money in the foreseeable future but it, but it's not an easy it's not an easy route okay you got intense competition you got customers with power you got changing regulations you got technologies changing all these dynamics you need to take Uh, a step back and stay in touch with your only statement and you basically want to show potential new customers how good you are how only you are when you do that there's no Mm -hmm. easy way okay to get um long-term gain in new customers you have to kind of put in the work if you put in the hard work that i just described trust me it works i was really fortunate To be the leader of an organization, we took from an early stage startup to a billion in annual sales. So, trust me, this stuff works. It's hard. Um, You don't see sometimes immediate gains, but you might see a customer that loves you for what you provide them and you take gratification of that and you go, hey, this is working. It's painful, Ian. Okay, I learned that pain indeed is a strategic concept. And unless you're prepared, to suffer the pain, you're not going to get the long-term gain that we talked about. So it's all about the basics. It's not right. about the gimmicks. It's about the basics.
0: You know, Roy, it, 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 it's not about the sizzle. It's about the sweat. It's exactly but, right. And, Blood, and sweat, you, and tears, man. There's no substitute you, for that. Yeah. No substitute and, for that. You know, and, and then looking at some of those high-value customers, there's, 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 there's no reason... I mean, sorry, there's, there's, there's every way to, diff- to find out exactly who those people are. I mean, you know, they've got people doing statistics and analysis and what have you. So you could come up with your top 100. You could come up with your top uh, 1,000 uh, and, and target them on a, on a descending basis, as it were. Look, at, I'll say to every
1: person listening to this podcast, as a business leader that's a member of the North Delta Business Association, if you do not know your top 50 customers by name, You're not a good leader. Okay, I'll be tough on you. You need to. Otherwise, how can you lead an organization, right, to build loyalty, right, and stay with you forever if you don't know your top customers? I mean, I, I, I made a point every week. Okay, I would make a call and make a visit to one of my top customers. Let's call them high value customers because that's, that's the label you use and it's, it's, it's an accurate label. You need to stay in touch with them. If you're not in touch with them, you have no idea how their cravings change, right? You have no idea what their problems now are versus yesterday. And you have no idea whether your only statement plays into that set of challenges. And right. as a leader, I would ask, what is more important to you than that? And Mm -hmm. I will quickly answer my own question by saying absolutely nothing is more
0: important than that. Right. Right. Well, that's been another thrilling conversation and I've really enjoyed it, Roy. And that's a wrap. Uh, We hope you, our listeners enjoyed it as well. We'll be back again soon with another how to be different tip as part of our audacious learning ways podcast series. Uh, If you haven't checked it out, it's uh, www northdeltabusiness.ca slash podcasts. Have a great business day. Uh, Goodbye, Roy. Goodbye, Ian.